Hello everyone, welcome to Creating Grin, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast set in the homebrew fantasy world of Solaris on the continent of Alteratus. At the table, we have the three players that will bring to life our adventures. And to my right, we have... I'm Katie, playing Ariarcolis, a tiefling rogue who is not ready to fight this dwarf again. And I'm Brian. I play Kalbrick's Goldfound, a human grave cleric. And uh, he was ready for this nice little ambush. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jason, playing Gorath Thunderfist, a Goliath fighter. And I'm just upset that my glory opening the door has been interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Eric. I have the pleasure of being your dungeon master for this episode of our tale. See if I can TPK these people. <laughs> just a side note, I just wanted to make a little announcement before we get into our game in this chapter of our tale. Um, we have all kind of come together and decided that on March 19th, which will be the one year anniversary of us sitting at a table and thinking, let's do a podcast. We're <laughs> going to try and do a live stream. We haven't determined if it's going to be what service we're going to use, most likely Twitch or, or YouTube or however it's going to go down. So details will follow. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, we're going to try to do do that uh, for you viewers and listeners out there. Tune in and stay tuned. All right. So previous episode, last we left off, you guys had made it to River Ride. You had kind of made a little connection with Jayella after learning a few things. You examined your new holy symbol that was given to you. You yes. have discovered that the holy symbol was from a previous champion of Morgana. Mm -hmm. You have discovered that there are strange symbols carved in the bottom of said holy symbol. You have learned kind of the story behind River Ride. You have ventured to a graveyard, an old graveyard very similar to a pioneer graveyard, discovered a mausoleum that was the kind of center point of this old graveyard. You used your brains and discovered that the tuning fork given to you many, many episodes ago by Sandra, who said, Thanks, leave, Sandra. this will help you. I didn't believe you then. <laughs> actually served as a magical key to unlock said door and discovered that the uh, mausoleum was that of an arcanist unnamed unmarked don't know uh, but did learn that there was a beautifully carved stone uh, kind of mural in the back of the mausoleum that contained this strange stone in which our heroes recovered before the bellowing of the dwarf rang out, perking up Gorath's ears, as we pick up this episode in combat, I'd like to have you roll initiative. <laughs> One time he really wants to go first in case. You should roll one. Yeah, I, I didn't roll a one, which is good. All right, Gorath. What, 10? A, a, a 10. And Ari? 17. That's pretty good. It's a pretty popular number on this initiative. And Kelbricks. I have a one. Just I a roll, one. Roll a three, minus two, for a total of one. Just a one, okay, so. <laughs> We have a lot of players in play on this combat scenario. I would like to know what your dexterity modifier is, Ari. Plus three. And I'm gonna check the other 17 wielding people. You have a plus three, okay. And I'm pretty sure you may... Okay, so let me make an adjustment here. I'd like to have you now roll d d20. Okay. Two. 
Okay, so for this round of combat, the initiative order goes as follow. This mysterious new raven-esque person will be first. Ari Arcalis will be second. The vengeful dwarf of the Call of the Raven will be third. The one of the feathers of the raven, the lower ranking member, will be fourth. Gorath will be fifth. Another ranking member, a lower ranking member, or a feather, will be sixth. And Kelbrick's with a one will bring up the rear. <laughs> so, as this takes place, this mysterious figure who's standing in the southwestern kind of corner of our map um, is going to... I got a lot of stuff to look at here, so be patient with me. <laughs> um, yep, it's going to hold her action. I feel like I got what I want to do. So she is going to hold her action. She begins to manipulate her fingers a little bit. There's a little bit of glow of uh, arcanic energy on her hands as she articulates the air. And she will hold her position. Ari, it is your turn. You are inside the mausoleum currently after retrieving this stone. I'll kill that dwarf. This is for my bird. Fuck your bird. This is for my mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to move forward okay. to behind Gora. Did he flee behind Gora? <laughs> well, I don't get his way. Alright. And if the dwarf comes down here by this row of graves, okay. I'm gonna shoot him with my short bow. Okay. Sounds good. So that's um, about 15, 20, what is that? 25 feet, Brian? Can you see that on the screen? 20, 30, 35, maybe. All right, let's see. About, yeah, 25, 30-ish. Okay, makes sense. So if he gets within that range 40 -ish. of the mausoleum, she's going to trigger her held action. Well, I can tell you that it is now the dwarf's turn, and the dwarf is going to move forward. But he's only going to move forward 15 feet. I think I moved one square too many there. Um, as he is going to draw forth his great axe, he will shoulder his great axe, and he will stand there as he extends an arm, and he looks directly at Gorath, and he does this. <laughs> he will hold his action. The lower-ranking member, or Feather of the Raven, that would be on the party's well, the map, the right side of the map. Party's left. Yeah, party's <laughs> left. It's going to take off and move into this kind of brush tree area and will hold action as they will draw forth a weapon. And Gorath, it is your turn. <laughs> 30. Got to pull out the Warhammer. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just gonna round both sides. Okay. Okay. Is this is this like a tribal? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're doing the whole. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Sounds great. So. I'm assuming you're gonna hold your action. I will hold my action as well. Great combat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the other Feather of the Raven, which is right off to the side of our new mysterious uh, Raven folk or Raven person, is just going to hold action as well, kind of being right next to them. This is, brings us to Kelbrix at the very end of the order. That's uh, what he's going to do. So Kelbrix is going to move out. And uh, he's going to get this shit started. Uh, he's, he's going to look at this dwarf and he's going to say, fuck you and fuck your bird. 
and is going to cast a Guiding Bolt. All right. Uh, first level. Yep. At the door. At the door. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, 23 to hit, 17 plus 6. That hits. All right. So that will be 4d6 points of damage. Yep. So 4, 5, 9, uh, 15 points of radiant damage. Yeah. Also, the next attack on him has advantage. Okay. Nice. That will end our thrilling <laughs> round of combat as we move to the top of the second round. And that brings us to our mysterious ravened folk individual. We will continue to hold action and end their turn as it will now be Ari's turn. remember how to do this. Hmm. Not like that. It's <laughs> moving and then it's right click, right? Yeah. Nope. You don't hold do right click. Uh, oh, that's not good. You just tap it. My apologies. I forgot what I was doing. And then when you want to, yep. Good to you. So I don't shoot Gorath. <laughs> and... Try with the short bow. You said with guiding bolt, you get advantage. Damage. Maybe I'll actually be able to hit him this time. Nope. Our dwarf is safe. Uh, three and six for nine. That does not hit. The other one was a one. So. I feel like he just looks. The what was the what were you using again? The uh, short bow. Just looks the arrow off to the left, like, okay. <laughs> just gonna be like, oh my god. Probably drop it on the ground, because yeah. I can't use it. Yeah. <laughs> I give up. Okay. Anything else you'd like nope. to do? That's it. Okay. Now, I have a bit of a thing I gotta do real quick. This is the person who I wanted to be in range is not. Good. Oh my god, okay. So, alright, we finished shooting the bow. You feel a sting in your back as an arrow is flinging from behind the mausoleum. It will hit you as it has 20 plus numbers there. Thanks. Um, it will deal. Six points of piercing damage. Um, and it's the it's not gonna be in your back. I, I, if I said that I apologize. It's more it's gonna be on one of your like like almost say like your right thigh. It hurts, but it, it could have been a lot worse. And that will end his health action. Ari, did you have anything else you wanted to do? It's technically your turn still. Um. Okay, then I will move to the dwarf who begins to lower his head, grab his weapon, and he will make the charge directly towards Gorath, who I believe was holding his action. Yep. You can trigger it now if you would like. All right. I'll take the swing. Okay. Two-handed attack. Okay. That is, it's 21 to hit. It will hit. Max damage. Uh, 14 points of damage. Wow, that rings his bell. Yeah, he looks a little caught off guard by that. He is going to attempt to... I do not get my second attack for holding an action, right? Correct, no. Okay. Um, he will swing the great axe in anger and in pain from that. Great axe swings for a 18 to hit. That will hit. 
I'll do a d12 worth of damage. Okay, that is a seven. What? Okay, so yes, he gets to do that. It's a nine. Okay. That is the first strike. You should have stayed dead, as you can say. He swings again, and this... Why do I even talk and swing? Because that's a nine! <laughs> that, that will miss. miss. He will take a third swing, and that is a nine as well, as you will go back and forth, deflecting <laughs> blows. And that will end his turn. Bringing us to... The feather of the raven that has hidden himself in the brush, which would be off to the eastern or the right side of the map, the player's left. They are actually going to level the bow that they have drawn and are going to fire at Kelbrooks. The short bow is going to be 19 to hit. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I didn't say I was pulling out my shield, so that will hit. That is a three points of piercing damage to you. And, oh, yay, I like this one. There's actually a second arrow that will fly. But it is only an eight. That will miss. That will miss. Okay. They will continue to stay in the cover, the half cover they have with the brush and tree. It'll be Gorath's turn. All right, and I will do a uh, two-handed warhammer attack with him as well. Kill that bitch. <laughs> uh, that is a 24 to hit. That will definitely hit. That is 12 points of damage. Mm -hmm. And I will use my second attack on him. Mm -hmm. A little different than the last time. And that is 24 <laughs> to hit. That will. I guess the dice you put in dice jail burn their lesson. <laughs> they would. And that is 12 points of damage on that and as well. That, you are, man, you are whack a moling this guy. Beating uh, him down. <laughs> he looks rough. Spinning a tooth out at this point. I'm smiling. Going to action surge. Oh, of course. Let's do that. Double and attack two hands again. Mm hmm. And that is 23 to hit mm -hmm. for two-handed attack. That is 11 more points of damage. Yep, that will. You get another attack. You get another attack. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> That's the action surge. That's a nat 20 to hit. Yeah. Kelbrooks, you are reveling in this. You're like, <laughs> yes, kill him. Like, kill it is him, just. Kill him, kill so, him. It's max damage, yep, correct? It is. So that's 10 plus another. Well, it's not max damage. We're double. doing double the dice. Double the dice. Double the dice. Yes. Okay. So roll twice, add your modifier once. All right, that is 21 points of damage. Well. And do I get another attack because of. Uh, Great weapon master. Hit Cronus action. I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> so you have one more swing. Your bonus action. And that is a 16 hit. That will just hit him. And that is eight more points of damage. Yeah. Wow. Um I think everyone on the battlefield it gets like really quiet like it's complete stun it's like one of those things where you bring in the heavyweight fighter and the expectation was not that the underdog essentially was going to do this and everybody's kind of like oh my Shit. god yeah exactly um this dwarf takes a pounding and he literally staggers down to one knee blood is pouring from his face have you had enough <laughs> Kill him! <laughs> there is no reply. There is, there is no reply. That'll be my turn. All right. I'm showing mercy, basically. Like, What? No, well, just I'm, uh, I'm out of moves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing over him at this point. At this point, Ari, you focused on the red-skinned tiefling, who's going to look at you and goes like this. And it's going to move behind. Shut up. 
back there somewhere. Now, what everyone sees off to the southwestern corner of the map is the well-dressed raven-esque figure. He's new to you guys. He's going to look off to their left. Give a gentle nod. The feather of the raven, our lower-ranking member, is going to move up 30 feet. And is going to... cast a Guiding Bolt on Gorath for a 19 to hit. That'll hit. And it will deal... It's supposed to roll. Doesn't want to. Oh, it is. That's why... I gotta do that. Choose. Gotta choose a level. I know, I know. <laughs> that's what I didn't do on roll 20. I was trying to utilize that for these... There we go. And it will deal 21 points of radiant damage. That will end that feather of the Raven's turn, bringing it to Kelbrick's turn at the bottom of the round. Okay. I am going to use a second level uh, spiritual weapon. I'm going to bring a spiritual weapon down right next to this raven fucker. He's <laughs> <laughs> a little angry. Just a smidgen. Yes. <clears throat> raven fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let's see if I hit this. Probably not. That's only 13 to hit. Uh, on the dwarf, was it? No, no, on the to... raven. Oh, the 13? The, yeah. the 13 will... It will. It will hit. Yes. Okay. Nice. Let me do a check. Hang on. It didn't pull up the character sheet. I'm... Maybe not. Yeah, I'm doing it on the one that just used yes, the... the... Okay, hang on. Guiding bolt. Technical difficulties. Take a breath, fill our audience in with non rhetoric nonsense. <laughs> Over creations. Well, while we're working on that, the and other beyond, I gotta pull it up here. Just to double check. The other thing I'm going to be doing as well is pulling out my shield. Yes. With my shield and my new slightly worn plate armor. <laughs> My AC, <laughs> my AC is now 20. Excellent. So I can actually take a hit, finally. The 13 will hit, just to confirm. Okay, beautiful. To be fair. So that'll be 1d8 plus 3 of force damage, which will be a total of 9 points of force damage. On the Raven Fucker. On this Raven Yep, yep, got it. Here. Um, Got it. And then, if you could make that, uh, you know, little spiritual mace. Yeah, I'm working on that. Yep, you're good. Um, And then, I'm going to go ahead and cast uh, Cantrip. Do Toll the Dead. On the dwarf. Where's your mace, good sir? Where'd you want to Uh Yep, that's perfectly fine. See, I'm sitting here laughing to myself because, like, Gorath saying, Are you done? Like, kind of wait. I'm expecting Ari to shoot him in the forehead between the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But I'll probably miss and hit you. Yeah, probably. So. <laughs> so. I will not be exacting vengeance on the dwarf yet. The dwarf is going to have to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw. Yep, I will do that as we are speaking. DC 14. That. Ooh. Uh, wisdom save, you said? Wisdom save. It meets it. Therefore, uh, it meets it. Yep. 
There we go. Does not work. Glad about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that will end my turn. Okay. That will end round two, bringing us to the top of round three as we are at the mysterious new Raven figure as they will move to the east. They will look, pointing a finger as this convalescing magic that's been kind of weaving between the fingers and the tips is going to point a finger right here, right next to Kelbricks. As a dark cloud of daggers begins to convalesce and spin and twirl, let me get a token to mark it. Use this, this it is indeed a cloud of daggers. So, dex saving throw. It is a dex saving throw (laughs) with a minus two. Excellent. That is a total of nine. No, sir, that does not work. It will deal and inflict four die four points worth of spinning dagger goodness. (laughs) So, you will get that. I hate picking these up. They're slick. <laughs> but Cal drops of dice. Twelve points of dagger yeah. damage from the cloud of daggers. That hurts. It was yeah. meant to. <laughs> that will end their current turn, as it will now bring us to Ari's turn. I am going to cast Mage Armor myself. That is an action. Yes. Okay, because you're burning. Oh. All right, burning a charge on the rings. Are you wearing armor? You can't stack oh, them. Dang. <sighs> Just kidding. So you can take your armor off and then put Mage Armor on. <laughs> Five, six rounds in, <laughs> finally getting the leather armor off. <laughs> no, not doing that. Okay. okay. Never mind. Red color. I'm Changing. sorry. I forgot. Um, I am. You say I had dropped my short bow. Yep. And I am going to pull my dagger out. Both daggers are in hands. And go find that tiefling. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting you to go and stab the board. I feel feel like... I thought about it. I think Ari might actually let Gorath have this one. Yeah. I might, yeah. So I'm going to third feet. Okay. Not as far as I'm going to go. Gorath's got to survive this round. Yeah. That's... The dwarf will timidly... Begin to move, standing upright. He's kind of weak, beaten, face beginning to swell, bruises beginning to show, blood flowing from mouth and eyes, and cuts on the forehead. As he is going to look to you and say, I'll never have enough, is what he'll say. And he is going to dig deep and swing the great axe as best he can, clenching on to what little life he has left. So he'll swing. And that is a 14. That'll hit. And then that will deal. Eleven points. He reels back with every ounce of strength he has for a second strike. That is an eight. That comes up empty. He takes his, what could be literally, his final swing. 
and he has a 12. That'll miss. And he is just done. He's spent. That's all he's got. What he will do is he is going to begin to move back this direction. I believe you have the attack of opportunity. I will take it. Okay. It's one strike. Two-handed. That is a 15 to hit. That's going to miss. That will miss. So therefore, move 10. It will move back to here, completing his move. I will say for thematics, he is limping backwards. (laughs) Takes his 20 feet movement back. Call him a coward for running away. <laughs> oh, don't do that, please. <laughs> um, I think our dwarves, did I, is he supposed to have 25 feet? 25, yeah. Yeah, so he's got an extra one. That's what I thought. He will move to here. That will end his turn. It is now the Feather of the Raven. He is in the brush. We'll now unload two more arrow strikes in the direction of Kelbricks. And that's going to be a first shot. 15. Misses. Second shot. 19. Misses. And they will both fly and fall short. They are now going to move in this direction, running from the brush and cover towards a rock in the battlefield, bringing us to Gorath. Oops. I'm pursuing. <laughs> Excellent. See bounds after. And then I will take a two-handed swing at him. Mm-hmm. And that is a 24 to hit. That will definitely connect with him. For 10 points of damage. And how would Gorath like to do this? Oh, just strike. Just two-handed sideways attack. And then Swing, bada, bada. doing it while staring at this guy behind. <laughs> You're next. <laughs> okay. The dwarf will fall to the ground at this point, bleeding out. Very little life left in him as he looks to you and nods. And he says, well fought. <laughs> he'll, he'll just, that's it. He's Not done. Fuck. No, no, well, well, well fought. Well fought. I was like, what? Gorath wasn't talking shit because the dwarf did earn his respect. Because the dwarf kicked his ass the last time. Okay. So I will use a bonus action second wind. Oh, wow. Second attack? I do, but I don't think I have any movement. You've got anyone nearby. Yeah. I will regain 11 points. Okay, second win for Gorath, getting that health regenerated. It is now Red Tiefling's turn as Ari comes charging around, gritting her teeth, like Naruto running with daggers, charging (laughs) around the corner as he will extend his hand, which also has two daggers in it at this point, as he will draw his second one. As he says, no, it's not what you think, Ari, please stop, listen, is what he'll say. Shot me. How do you know my name? <laughs> he will hold his action. He will also hold his ground. He, he contemplated stepping back, but he's going to hold his ground. It is now the Feather of the Raven that is being attacked by Gorath's Spectral Mace. Gorath's Spectral Mace? Kelbrick's. Kelbrick's Spectral Mace. And it is near the Fallen Dwarf. Multiclass. And he, or they, or she, is going to, maybe, is going to now cast Spirit Guardians. As a wave of necrotic energy spreads from them. Let me adjust the token for the viewers. It is 
15 foot radius. And I'm going to make the aura purple to be seen. All right. And there are these creepy looking raven-esque folk monsters or whatever that swirl in this energy that are essentially spectral guardians that will attack Gorath. I'm pretty sure they get to attack right off the bat. And it's at the beginning of turn if you're still in like the aura or area. Correct? I'm Role player? Certain. Okay. I'm, I'm All right. Certain. Just wanted to double check. I, just I, checking. I honestly don't remember. Um, I'm fairly certain. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's <clears> how it works. And the friendlies, which is the mysterious new Call the Raven member, is unaffected because they are marked as friendly. And I think you can designate friendly within that. Yes, you can. So. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, Gorath. I'm sure you're really strong at that. <laughs> so. That's uh, a 10. That is unfortunately going to fail. You take 10 points of radiant damage. Now, just to clarify for the listeners out there, it reads as follows. You call forth spirits to protect you, which this Feather the Raven did. They will flit or move around a distance of 15 feet for a for a certain duration. The duration for the players here is up to a or up to 10 minutes, which will essentially translate into a lot of rounds. Um, uh, let's see. Sorry, if you're good in nature, which they're not necessarily, if you're evil, they're more fiendish, so they're ravens as described. You can designate a number of friendlies you want to be unaffected, which they did. An affected creature's speed is now halved in the area, so it's like walking against water, essentially. It reduces your speed. Um, you make the wisdom save, which you did and failed. The fail save, the creature takes... A certain amount of radiant damage, which we already determined, or necrotic if they are not good, which it was necrotic, and that is that. It will stay up. And I'm pretty sure it is at the beginning of your next round. You'll have to make another wisdom save, unless you move out of the aura. Okay, a lot of words, a lot of clarifications. I'm sure I screwed something up, but we will continue on. Kelbrix, this brings it to your turn. Okay. Although the dwarf is dead, there are other tricks in the arsenal on the field. Also, Yeah, I am definitely going to move. Oh, Ooh, I have yes. to start off with a dex save. Yep. <clears throat> That's so. The cloud of daggers is affecting him. That is 11. 13 and minus that, 1. That's 13. not enough. Yeah. And it'll deal an additional 4, die 4, plus 4. That's a little better. Better for you or us? Yes, yeah. 12 points in the middle. Ah, same. Same as what it was last time. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely rough. I'm going to move out here. I am going to use my spiritual weapon to attack the uh, feather fucker. <laughs> and that will almost certainly miss because that is a total of 11. 5 plus 6. That will miss. Okay. Um, and with that having missed, I am going to then go ahead and I'm going to do a Sacred Flame uh, on him as well. So he has to make a DC 14 dex save. Okay. Oh, what's the modifier? This is close. Uh, dex save? Dex save. And they will fail. Nice. So he will take 2d8 points of radiant damage. Yeah, he will. 
One. Yeah, uh, three. So, there are two, sorry. So, for a total of three points of radiant damage. Okay. They then, I believe, have to make a concentration check. I was just history. looking at that. I'm pretty sure it is indeed a concentration check. Hopefully. And it will maintain. <laughs> the spirit guardians are continuing to battle Gorath and flock him. Is that all you got, Kelbricks? <sighs> I will then move the remaining 10 feet of my movements this way. Okay. And that is all I have. All right, that will end round three, bringing us to the top of round four as the mysterious raven individual who is sort of in the 15-foot radius of these spectral kind of raven guardians that are protecting the Feather of the Raven, they are going to move straight-lined eastward, and they are going to they move 30 feet eastward, and they're going to look at Kelbricks. So here's where we got to get fun fancy. The daggers are... Uh, they are concentration, so they will drop the daggers, because I'm pretty sure I can do that just because. So the daggers will fall. And then... They will now cast... Witch Bolt. That is going to be... A 20 to hit. Meets it beats. Okay. So it is a very, very powerful Witch Bolt. Hell, <laughs> <will> stop. <laughs> 21 points. Oh, fuck. Bye. That was uh, pretty intense. So the air is filled with. That's the wrong spell. Witch Bolt is what Ah! Beam of crackling energy shoots down towards Kelbricks, splashes him with four die twelve damage. Jesus. And this person means business. Yeah, I'm unconscious. And Kelbricks will fall unconscious. And the witch bolt can be I think witch bolt can be maintained. It can. Okay, just check. That will end their turn as it will bring us to Ari's turn who is in the back of the mausoleum you hear a crack of lightning tear through the sky and kind of out front sizzling that don't don't wait you don't understand that's what he'll say the red tiefling that is I'm going to stay where I am now yep. point the dagger at him and be like talk okay I would like for you to make a perception check Six yes, the daggers look extremely familiar. As a matter of fact, they look as if they could be paired or similar to what you currently have, your daggers. Just letting you know that as a free spot. Okay. And we will move along. What? Sorry. One, one quick thing. What's the range on Witch Bolt? Oh, did I screw that up? I thought it was like 30 feet. Is it out of 30 feet? Uh, I, I believe so. <laughs> Technically... That was my fault. There's two ways we can play this. Either I could technically move into range because I have the speed to do it, or they could have just screwed up and it splashes in front of you. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, that's my bad. I'm human, don't judge me out there and the interwebs. I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron. No, you're good. I, I like I like that we're keeping it honest. This is what you do in a D&D game. You keep it fair, you keep it honest. Let's let's leave this up to fate. It's like in chess or checkers. As soon as you take your piece, your finger off the piece, yes, that's the I, I agree. So. Let me... Let, Unless you catch it before. Let's... Let's play evens and odds. Just for, just for tension. Fate. And tune in to next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting close to time. Uh, I'm going to go with 
evens. Okay. Give yourself the 21, was it 21 points back? <laughs> the Witch Bolt will splash in front of you. You guessed correctly. <laughs> so it'll miss you on the attack. That's fair. I have no problem with that. I like to make the, I, I don't want to feel as if I'm cheating the players. I want but to there's no all. like, Boom, like no, 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 there is no, like I'm that. pretty sure, let me double check, but I'm pretty yeah. sure there is no repercussions. Pretty much, I'm going to pinpoint an object or person. Yep. That's it. So it's just like one target. So he's good. It's not like fireball. He, he will duck behind the gravestone, which catches the splash of bolt or whatever, and it will, he will still be up. Bring us to Ari, who pointed the dagger and said... Talk. Okay. And that's it. Well, I mean... Okay. I hadn't done anything yet. I wanted to see why he called back. Um, now we saw the daggers. Unfortunately, in the grave. Okay, so what I'll do is he'll say, he'll say, I know this is extremely difficult to believe, but I have a lot of answers, and I know you'll have a lot of questions. You shot me. I was trying to get your attention. That's what he'll say. So you had to shoot me. I. Maybe, what the hell is going on? Uh, if you just let me explain, and that'll be. That conversation is enough to consume your turn. Okay. And it would be the either the raven that is running to the rock, who is on the eastern side, is going to move behind said rock, getting about half cover as well, is gonna fire twice at Kilbrooks. Hopefully. Sixteen. Miss. Thirteen. Both arrows will miss. They cannot hit you now. They will now duck behind for full cover, so they squat with whatever remaining movement they have, taking full cover behind the rock. Gorath, it is now your turn. Uh, do I need to make a wisdom You do. It's a wisdom saving throw at the beginning of your turn. Eleven. That fails. Sorry. All right. That is going to be... Let me roll it. A lot. <laughs> I'm going to do a bonus action as well. Oh my god, three ones! <laughs> three points of damage from these spectral guardians. Useless. Alright. Okay. Cool. Now your turn, sir. Now it's my turn. Yes! I'm down to 12, by the way. I remember it's half speed moving within the purple aura or that 15 foot radius. Because I got clobbered a couple times. Alright. So I can make it to him. I'll make it to him and yep. then I will I will two-handed attack him. Okay. With the Warhammer. Alright. That's a 20 to hit. 20 will hit. 15 points of damage. Yep. That's pretty significant. Does he have to make a concentration on each attack or do it? It, attack it is again? on each attack that strikes him or damage that he takes. Okay. So that is going to. Oh, he maintains concentration. <laughs> All right. All right. One more attack. Yep. And that is a 14 to hit. That will also hit. And that is 10 points of damage. No, 9 points of damage. All right. How does Gorath wish to do this as these spectral creatures kind of turn into nothingness? Uh, it's kind of just like a random strike down as Gorath like falls back against the tombstone because he's starting to feel... A little right. Oh, okay, so, so you kind of. I'm kind of propping myself up now, like against both of the the tombstones with the hammer in my hand. But okay, kind I of like that. to the point. I'm I'm feeling it. Gotcha. Okay, and that will be my turn. All right, that will now bring us to Redskin Tiefling, as he is now like looking to Artie. Says, as I said before, I know this is confusing, and I have a lot of answers, and you're going to have a lot of questions. But you have to trust me, is what he's going to say. I am your brother, is what he'll say. What? I don't have much time, is what he'll say. What? It's a very long story, but I have the answers. That's what he's going to say. 
Alright, well, you gonna help us? Listen, <laughs> he's going, what he's going to do is he's going to reach into the side pouch. He is going to pull something out and he drops it to the ground and then he's going to run around the mausoleum. And you'll see something rolled up, plunk into the grass where he currently was. Okay. That will end his turn. So <laughs> 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 to be true. Okay. That feather of the raven is no longer there. That brings us to Kelbrix, your turn. All right. Um, As a matter of fact, I think on that note, let's just end the episode right <laughs> fucking there. Right there. <laughs> just like good storytellers do. We pick back up and we go turn Kelbrix. Sure, you don't want to get through the round. Tune in to <laughs> Talking Crit for this episode because there's a ton of questions coming, I can what? tell you. Oh, oh my God. And that's where we'll end this chapter of our team. <laughs> I've had that nugget to drop for a long time. Thank you for listening to Creating Grin. Follow us on your favorite podcast format every Friday as we see what happens in the next chapter in our adventurer's tale. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, and comment. Help us grow. Let us know how we can improve. You can find all things Creating Grin on most platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as check us out at our website at creatinggrin.com where you can find links along with pictures, player and character descriptions, as well as campaign setting info. The music, Living Voyage, Malicious, are from Kevin McLeod at incomtech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution License 3.0, creativecommons.org, backslash license, backslash by, backslash 3.0, backslash.